and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Mansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue! And Colin Cunningham. And uh, this week, we had a dinosaur theme. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? When I was a little girl, I was a huge dino fan. Same. I think probably Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that was when it. When we were a kid, it was like, oh my God, I love dinosaurs so much. I think it's just ingrained in your DNA when you're a kid that yeah. you just have to love dinosaurs. Yeah, it's frog like, DNA. Nature <laughs> will find a way. <laughs> That's how you fill the gap in your DNA <laughs> with the frog. Dinos. Yeah. No, I mean, you used to go to the, you know, the Royal Ontario Museum. They mm-hmm. have that here in Toronto. That's and you true. When you see a big d- dinosaur skeleton or a replica of one so yeah. it's just like whoa Ugh. it's incredible man my life was shattered when i learned those weren't real dinosaur bones yeah. there's only like two of them in there you know what i used to love at the the museums like they used to have this little nook where they had this giant squid mm. it was like you know actual size of yeah. what the squid was like and then they had kind of like uh, these caustic lights like shooting up so it looked mm-hmm. like it was underwater and it was all spooky and I used to be terrified. And then its tentacle oh. would come out and be like, Colin, <laughs> join me with the old ones. No, I think probably as a kid you love dinosaurs as well because the idea that they can kill people and grab them in their teeth and eat them up. Yeah, they're cool. That's they're probably t- pretty much what it is, especially yeah. for young boys. Yeah. And the fact that like they were a real thing that existed, yes. I yeah. mean, that's cool. It's like this mythical creature, but it was real. Yeah, but now they have feathers. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. no. Hey, have you ever seen a bird without its feathers? It looks like a dinosaur. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. So really, the dinosaurs are just balls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Well, we make like roast chicken from time to time. Yeah. They don't, they don't look, look like, like dinosaurs. dinosaurs. No, I'm talking more like a barn owl or like something like that. Listen, April used or to live hawk. in the country, and by that I mean Oshawa, and she <laughs> yeah. used to like just. Pluck, pluck all the feathers off the oh. barn owl, and oh. she'd be like, "You a dino now?" Oh. Got, look at <laughs> me, I've got a pet it. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that was delicious. Owl. Uh, so on that note, barn owl, uh, owls. We watched Future War. <laughs> future War. <laughs> future War. Now war. there's a lot I of. I keep uh, saying Future War. Yeah, it sounds like a very familiar title. Yes. But. There's no war in this Tech movie. War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's a very convoluted story that starts with an opening crawl but basically in the future there are cyborgs who go to the past to steal humans and then make them their slaves and to keep them in line they have dinosaurs yeah they have teams of dinosaurs so i guess they went robots. to the, the, the are they no, robots no dinosaurs? no the dinosaurs are real but, but they, they have explode. they, they, have, well, they um, have explosive exploding neck collars. Oh, so i guess okay. they went to prehistoric times and got dinosaurs too and trained them <laughs> like dogs why not just build robots <laughs> i i don't yeah. know they if, are robots if they're cyborgs so why do they need you know what? You it's know what, like cyborgs can be bored too. They, Let's they, not be. Um, <laughs> I, what, what would it be? Humanist, I guess, or robotist? Yeah. Well, they, uh, yeah, they use the dinosaurs as trackers to hunt down uh, humans or like renegade humans that have escaped from their their slave ship or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. We don't. We don't see any of this. The opening of this is a crawl, and then with a bunch of shots of just like doors opening and closing, mm-hmm. and then like a spaceship. Wait, did your version not have like a flash forward at yeah. the beginning? No, it. Where they're just oh, walking yeah. through hallways. Yeah. And yes. you're like, wait, what's going on? I meant after that. Because I have to admit that I watched the MST3K version. Have you guys really? ever seen that? Did you ever see that one, Colin? I don't watch Mr. Oh, you guys aren't MST3K heads? No. no. I'm shocked, no. considering you guys are such uh, bad movie heads. I can't I can't get through them. Really? Well, yeah. I remember I went, I hung out with Justin and his friends, and you watched the Space Mutiny one, mm-hmm. and I, I laughed a yeah, lot. Yeah, because I was never an MST3K person <laughs> yeah. as a kid either, because I thought mm-hmm. it was mean-spirited. 
And I, only because my friends liked it have I seen maybe a dozen or so episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty funny. I still don't like the people that do it, especially the yeah. host segments. It's not oh, really for me, no. but no. I understand why people like yes. it. I've tried. Sure. I've given it like, you know, three or four tries. I just can't get into it. It's a jokes. Are, it's just like dad jokes. Yeah, but Mike yeah. Nelson uh, era, that's the one that you have to watch. He's oh, the okay. funny one, but he's also the Mormon and has terrible really? taste. Oh, okay, okay. Well, like they used to have um, like riff terrible tracks. Terrible taste in religion. Yeah, riff, riff tracks. Is, like, tracks. The new, so these to have like compilation videos on YouTube of just the best jokes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I used to watch those and think those are really funny because you're not sitting through a whole movie. Right. There's a really funny episode about a Canadian film called The Final Sacrifice mm. which uh, you, you gotta see it. It's really funny. <laughs> I mean listen the problem with that show is that it creates a whole generation of people who think they're superior to all the material that they exactly. watch and you're listening to a bad movie podcast yeah. so let's continue with our episode <laughs> yeah. and we're not yeah. doing a live the, commentary <laughs> there's no um, yeah, uh, but what is it, mean, cognitive dissonance yeah exactly <laughs> you know we'll say we'll say we'll do a whole episode just on the topic of MSD3K and or whether it's could, good or bad for society to an episode of the important cinema club about that exact topic oh really yeah, yeah. we did a whole episode on it I remember that uh, uh, okay, so Future War. Yep. Um, the great thing about this movie... <laughs> so I'm going to talk about all my favorite <laughs> MST3K jokes. Yeah. So it has dinosaurs, but it also has cyborgs. So it's kind of this like Terminator slash Jurassic Park mm-hmm. rip It's very off. Terminator-like. Yeah. And also Jean-Claude Van Damme, because yes. it, star- it stars Daniel mm-hmm. Bernhardt, who would go on to... Uh, take the Jean-Claude Van Damme mantle in the Bloodsport sequels. Oh, okay. And also, I forgot, he was in the Matrix sequels. Yep, he played one of the agents. Uh, he works with the... Um uh, is it 8711 stunt team? The two directors who made the John Wick films. So he fights oh. John Wick in the first movie. He's like the main guy. He fights him a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And he also mm-hmm. in Atomic Blonde and that long mm-hmm. take yeah. sequence he fights him. Ooh, uh, and he, like he's movie. in Logan, but he's the agent at the very beginning of the second Matrix. Yes. Or Neo comes. It's that dance fight. He does like he does like kind of like swirly fight with Neo and Neo mm-hmm. goes like, hmm, upgrades. Yeah, and then he like knocks him into the light and the yeah. light falls. And I think he... F- fights Morpheus maybe later on in the movie. I yes, don't know if that's uh, him. on the highway with yeah, the swords. On the, on the, mm-hmm. Yeah, the truck. But he's, he's very competent. Uh, he's a really good fighter. Not showing off in this movie. No, this very early on <laughs> in his career. He's yeah. kicking like really high. But not in the fights. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only when he's kind up of. against the dinos. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we should talk about the real star and my favorite thing about this movie the empty boxes. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, boxes. the box, the cardboard box they, they budget should, on this they movie should just be like, <laughs> like second build. It's yeah. be like the dinosaurs, cardboard boxes. This was so funny. I was just telling you guys. Uh, we watched the end credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the credit is box wrangler. And the person yeah. is Cliff Bernhardt. So I don't know if they're related to Daniel <laughs> yeah, Bernhardt. The brother or the dad. It's like, hey, Maybe I, this was like a, a family cousin. affair kind of film. Yeah, a cousin. Hey, like hey, a cousin nobody likes. It's like, it I can't be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I got you a job. A simple. I got you a job on my new movie. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, thanks. What is it? A box, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, putting together hundreds of boxes. Oh, thousands of boxes. Listen, yeah. we only have the budget for a hundred. So if we crush them, <laughs> you got to put them back together. Yeah. And what they do is like, they basically create like hallways with them so mm-hmm. they obviously had a warehouse and then they just have like a box maze and then they add like a crashing sound effect when they hit them so it's they seem heavier at yeah. what point did like the public wake up and be like wait no empty boxes 
Art production value. <laughs> well, they were doing it for a long time. Yeah, for this a whole movie—they did a whole movie with it. But I love the fact that even when they go into the freezer area, mm-hmm. quote unquote, I'm making boxes. quotes. It's still boxes, but then it's like the uh, some of them are spray painted white along the edges, and uh, and then they have like in like Sharpie marker it says "keep cold," and then and then raw, raw meat. Raw meat. That, that that's storytelling. <laughs> and then, yeah, sorry, Daniel Bernhard is like rubbing his arms <laughs> yeah. to show that he's cold. It's called acting. <laughs> so Daniel Bernhardt in this film is a caveman that it comes to the present, is scared by a homeless man. <laughs> one of the most hilarious screams ever committed to film. He sees a homeless man with a beer and he's like, Argh! and unfortunately the old man does see a dinosaur and he doesn't do the classic like look at the bottle and shake it. He yeah. just gets killed by that dinosaur. Oh, he like rub his eyes. Like, <laughs> Dinosaur just bites him and he kind of bites him. the cutest little dinosaur. It's yeah. like it reminded me of Yoshi from uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yeah. I mean, these are very stiff dinosaurs. Um, they're all toys. Yeah. A lot like, of forced perspective. Yeah. You can't tell how big they are because they keep putting them big in the frame to make them look big. But the one that attacked the homeless man just looked like a little baby. It's a little oh, tiny. A yeah. Because it, it attacks yeah. Daniel Bernhardt and there's a puppet and he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it eats the homeless guy's beard at the end of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Probably wasn't a real beard. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you couldn't have the mechanics touching that or it would burst into flames. Yeah. Sick of the alcohol content. Uh, yeah, so Daniel Bernhardt meets up with a nun, soon to be nun. Nun in training. Nun in uh, training. Who and used to be a prostitute and she lives in a group home. And, <laughs> oh, uh, very large men. <laughs> yeah, she gets it. There's a whole like huge backstory uh, with her and I actually liked her character development. That, her friend yeah. died. And, yeah, and uh, she feels responsible for it because well, she overdosed on drugs that she gave her. Yeah. So she's going to go in the nunnery? That's really bad. I, I <laughs> yeah, turned I her life know. around. No. no. <laughs> hey, everyone deserves a chance at, you know. Yeah, but don't become a nun. That, yeah. Have you seen Sister Act? What a hellhole it is. I actually have, which is insane. Nuns on the Run? Oh, Wait, you classic. haven't seen Sister Act? I know, and that I was love like a staple. I haven't seen Sister Act. I think maybe I caught a little bit of it on TV. But well, huge, huge Sister hit. Act 1 and 2 coming soon to the Nothing Chickens of Bad Movie podcast. Double whammy. <laughs> the Austin Powers of its day. Oh, God. <laughs> So the film essentially boils down to a bunch of chase scenes where yeah. they'll be in a in a room and then the puppet dinosaur will come crashing through a wall oh, and they're going to be like, ah! And run away. And Daniel Bernhardt will be like trying to fight it, which he kind of <laughs> yeah. can't. Like I think he punches it at one point. Yeah, he kicks and then it. The girl puts like a coat on its head at one point, and then <laughs> no, he's like, I have to stab it like at this certain spot in his neck has something to do with the collar. They Only keep, its neck. They, they have explosive like, collars on. Yeah, it. when a dinosaur dies, and it's really funny when it does. It just kind of like keels over, <laughs> like you hit a toy. It just blows yeah. up. I thought you were going to say like uh, every time a dinosaur dies, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> well, I'm doing like a Jimmy Stewart impersonation. <laughs> Everybody knows when a dinosaur dies, Mario gets a life. Oh, yeah, because he can jump really high. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but they're uh, they're in a house at one point, and then the dinosaur bursts in, and uh, they abandon the child. It's clearly a dollhouse. This dinosaur is just a hand puppet. No, a dinosaur knocks a guy, and they switch to like. A, a doll. It's like a stuffed doll. Yeah. <laughs> because the dinosaur is small, but they kind of do it fast enough that they think you can get it. away with it. I it's rewound pretty... it. I'm like, wait, was that a doll? It's I rewound it. a doll. I get a lot of value out of puppet dinosaur heads coming into frame. <laughs> yeah. Never ceases to bring a smile to my face. Well, this is like two movies in a row that yeah. I had it. I wish the movie was a little bit more fun. Like a bunch of stuff happens, but it's like a lot of the same stuff. It's a lot of doll. It's a lot of them kind of walking and talking yeah. on the streets of LA mm-hmm. wearing plaid. 
Yeah, the nun, Daniel Bernhardt, yeah. and her large friends. Yeah, yeah. there's like these two guys that I guess work in the... Ha- <laughs> yeah. Is it a halfway house? It's or a halfway, halfway house. house. And then she has to call in uh, her, the gang. There's a former... <laughs> a gang that she used to know back when she was a prostitute, and they're all wearing plaid, too. And they have all these like meetings to discuss how they're going to destroy the, the dinosaurs, and they're like... They have styrofoam cups and like a bottle of, of pop like in the middle. Yeah, they have... It's so PG. So many meetings, yeah. They're like, they're, yeah, they have like a two Listen, they're a socialist organization and <laughs> yeah. it's the um, entirety of the group that needs to make these decisions. But it's yeah. like they have the two liter bottle of Coke and they have like notepads and they're taking notes. And it's like, they're so organized. And all they do is like stab the dinosaurs with toothpicks, <laughs> yeah. which well, makes them fall they're over. They're kind of like dowels. Like you can yeah. tell Daniel Bernhardt like hits. It looks hits like the dinosaurs had an open mic. It's yeah. like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Listen, uh, you, it's the audience that's bad, not my material. I'm prehistoric. Well, we got to talk about uh, one of the cyborgs, the first cyborg that oh, yeah. Daniel Bernhardt fights. Mm. And it's like in a very extended fight scene in a, a box factory, I guess. Yes. <laughs> box factory. Ooh, can we see the top of the boxes? No, that happens in another factory. <laughs> this guy has the biggest mullet I have ever seen. So big. I it mean, is, it must be, it's like Samson-like, like it, like the the key to his power. It's so curly and was long. That, was that guy, anybody, like that actor? He had uh, a single name in the end credits. Oh, right. And Maybe then he also played uh, Robert Zadar's stunt double in the movie. Oh, oh right. Wait, Robert Zadar doesn't do all his own stunts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what he made his bones on. So for this yeah, movie, his jawbone. The director they got <laughs> oh. Robert Zadar and they got his stunt double, and so they're like, let's just have them be two different characters. Mm. Or they, maybe it was supposed to be Robert Zadar the whole time. It's possible. Notice how Robert Zadar is in like the very end of the movie. Yeah, I was like, where is he? And then I read was online, but he he's killed in like not like five minutes, mm-hmm. not even. And then he comes back at the end, but that, that was a reshot ending. I heard. Cause people are like, we need more Zadar. Yeah. He's in it. And well, uh, maybe they added Zadar after the movie was completed. Uh, it's possible. Well, what I read was they had a different ending where the nun, um, doesn't become a nun. Um, yeah. but then people complained. They were like, it's she a goes bad, back it's to a bad mess is bad message. So you need to make it. So she's becoming no, a nun. I would think that the nun thing is a reactionary decision. It she totally makes is. because of the things that she did. It just feels guilty. A, yeah. And then yeah. the guilt will eat her at, away at her as a nun. And it'll just be worse than it would be it, if she's been dealt with her feelings. It's like people on death row and they become religious. Mm. It's, it's like, so funny though. So like they're in this church, which by the way, is just a room with like probably a box factory. <laughs> I bet you it was all shot in the same, Factory. And Robert Zadar comes crashing in the was it the ceiling? I think it's the ceiling. It's yeah. like, uh, do you accept the Lord? And then Robert Zadar just crashes down. That's yeah, because Robert Zadar is God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like the priest that's uh, I don't know making her a nun. He Turned looks into like a dinosaur. He looks like Patton Oswalt. He looks like Steve Zahn. Does anyone remember Steve Zahn? <laughs> do you remember? It sounds like he died. But there's a scene. Steve Zahn is a great actor. How so, dare you? Uh, after so that Bigfoot uh, movie. Uh, Daniel Bernhardt defeats the uh, bemulleted guy, I guess, in the, in, the, in, the, in the box factory. And then, speaking of the Terminator, there's a scene where uh, they go into the, uh, I think it's Robert Zadar goes into the uh, police station and yes. kills everybody. So it's like, exactly, you know that what they're trying to do is the scene from Terminator. <laughs> yes. And they have absolutely no budget. No, very half-assed. It's no Lady Terminator, which has an amazing, <laughs> yeah. have you seen that? I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I have, and I was thinking of Lady, I almost mentioned that because I was like, 
like they do the same thing except they actually have a police station. Yeah, they they, they, they have no. Budget. It's not even yeah. you know Robert Zadar did that in Maniac Cop too. There's a whole he goes into really? and it's really cool. good too, like filled with crazy stunts. Yeah, this so, is this not so much. No, I no. mean it doesn't have the Lady Terminator. My favorite joke where. The lady Terminator is going around massacring all the police officers. Then it cuts to a guy that like answers the phone. He's like, yeah. "Hello," and then the lady Terminator shoots him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. We should watch that for the podcast. Yeah, this whole police station, all the walls are made out of styrofoam and not <laughs> probably like, cardboard. Like, no, at one point he's punching through them and it, it busts into like the little tiny pebbles. <laughs> like it's sty- it's styrofoam. It's oh, he actually styrofoam. punched through the wall. Uh, oh yeah, it wasn't a, the real a real wall. No, they no, couldn't I, afford a you wall. You just assume Robert Zadar was that they strong. They could not afford afford a, a real wall or, I, or much of anything else in this movie but i think that might be my favorite thing is that just that like every set it's always just it's just a house like <laughs> yeah. uh, like it's just someone's house yeah and like the the police station there's just like a dirty couch just up against the yeah. wall it's and like, then the the church they just have a big wooden cross yeah and like that's it <laughs> you know what they needed was like a little painting of jesus yeah. Really yeah. no they had a statue that uh robert's at our shoots and it blows up yes yeah, see, that was, like, fun, that whole... That's and production like, value. He's, like, yeah. picking up the pews and throwing them, and I was like, there's no way those are real wooden pews. <laughs> all cardboard. <laughs> they would have had to be cardboard or plastic or something. Yeah, yeah, you can tell it's probably all shot in the same warehouse, mm. and it's just like, what do we have? Uh, there's some old couch that the last production <laughs> left, but in the police station. Yeah, but- A man died on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> It had a charm to it, mm. though. Like, I really enjoyed the tone of the movie, which is like, we're trying. Oh, speaking of things that are cheap, remember the, the newscaster with the camcorder? Oh, God, Which yes! was just a brown box with electrical tape. <laughs> it's like a brown shoe box. It's literally- yeah, we don't, we don't um, let him film. We just give it to him, and he can pretend that he's a newscaster. It looks like a, like a suitcase or something. He's not it, bothering it's like, anyone. It's covered in tape. <laughs> Like, he's uh, mad if he doesn't have that box. It's like a little mini suitcase. There's, there's, there's a certain chart, and then it's there's the one, future. Come on, April. Yeah, That's there, what cameras look like. There's, there's the one scene where Daniel Bernhardt's in jail. He gets arrested at one point, and uh, oh. so they don't show a wide shot of the cell. So basically, it's just him standing, and then they have these uh, wooden dowels in front of him. That they spray That's classic. Like. I mean, at least they had dowels. They could have just had like the light. Of bars on his face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're painting even, with light. That's a great scene because like he's like, doing the classic like, oh, you know, I'm powering up. I'm getting angry. But what he keeps flashing back to are the dinosaurs. He's angry <laughs> like, about the dinosaurs. He's like, really oh. angry about the dinosaurs. But then he gets angry and he tries to like, he's like slamming on the bars, but he can't hit the bars because he'll break them. <laughs> yeah. So he's like about six inches from them going. Uh, that's a true Arr. martial arts master. What's your so, favorite part, Colin? Uh, Would it have to be the dinosaurs? The dinosaurs. I mean, yeah. like, so you're great. like a Jurassic Park super fan. What is the... Um, <laughs> Am I? How did yeah. the... Yes, yes. What? Oh, man. When I think of Colin, I think Colin Jurassic Cunningham. How, how do these dinosaurs stack up to the ones in Jurassic Park? Well, I don't know. They're, well, none of them are CGI. Yeah, you can't tell that. They're practical. They're I don't know. They're definitely more charming, I should say. I think they're kind of well-made. They're, right? they're, Compared to the next movie we're going to talk about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so yeah, uh, April's re- throwing the gauntlet down. Let's rewind a second here. Uh, the, the dinosaurs, like, they're really funny. And the first time you see them, they're great. Uh, I just, there's something very charming about the movie. I know, like, I wish that the fight scenes would have been better. And they yeah. would have. I wish it was a little gorier. Like, yes. that would have made Not it gory, more fun. Really. Yeah, but no even gore. just, like, the editing and the fight scenes, it wasn't very interesting. And it's like, obviously, Daniel Bernhardt can 
do some amazing mm-hmm. things. And he's just really not given the chance. And the movie isn't shot or edited in a way that yeah, kind of shows him up. It's not really no. Like, it's not fun in a way where you could feel the directors being like, ah, this is fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just do it. Hurry, quick. We just got to get out of here. But I, and box I, man's coming. It, it does. <laughs> He's going to take back all these boxes. <laughs> we got to get these back to the I box warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and they're clearly empty. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Just blow them off. Just blow them off. Dirty. <laughs> oh, we gotta pull I'm the, moving. I got to pull the packing tape off, but it's ripping the cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to pay for these. This is coming out of the craft service budget. Yeah. <laughs> Craft service. Robert Zadar is in the back making pop tarts. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like there is something. Of, uh, it's one of these things where it's like they clearly have no money, but they just decide to make it anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's make a sci-fi movie I mean, with dinosaurs. The film and... was made in 1994, uh-huh. but wasn't released till 1997. Uh, probably all probably, the effects. It didn't help its yeah. um, perception. It just, I'm sure at the it time. Just sat on the shelf. I read in an interview that like the producers, <laughs> were, while they were shooting it, were like, "Man, maybe we'll get it on MST3K." Yeah, <laughs> it sat in a in a cardboard box on a shelf. <laughs> yeah, they gave it to the box man. Who came and got his boxes. They, they used like, all the. Oh bo- no, you gave them <laughs> as collateral. No, they you used broke the boxes. They used all the cardboard boxes at the end to hold all the unsold DVDs. <laughs> But it could be like a, an advertisement for this box factory. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> what would it be advertising though? Just that they have a lot of boxes. Yeah. Look at the quality. No, like, look at what you can do with a box. You what? can create a hallway. You can create a freezer. <laughs> you can stack them up while a dinosaur comes in the door. Why does this one say raw meat on it? Yeah, in <laughs> Sharpie. Ooh, it's yeah. cool. Ooh, this one's spray painted white. You used yeah. a permanent Sharpie, you fool. No. We need to return these boxes. <laughs> Sharpie the whole thing. Okay, so <laughs> that's how they get them. They just sharpie the box black. It was like that when we got it. All right, so the second movie that we watched. Wait, you guys didn't say your favorite thing. Yeah, yeah we, we all both did. did. What? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, talking? you must have been dino crazy while we were talking. Wait, we already did. Oh, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast Colin again. Colin is laughing so hard. He's just giving himself an ab workout. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to cut a hole in my shirt. <laughs> yes. That's a reference to our Patreon episode this oh, week, so check it check out. It out. Um, but yeah, so the second movie we watched um, was called Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, man. Which is a really crazy movie. Now, the reason that we wanted to watch this was because it came out, you know, in the 90s. It's known to some people who know bad movies, but it always seemed like something was missing. Mm, there was like a secret ingredient in it that... what. Is it out there? And it is. And that secret ingredient was horrifying violence. Yeah, explicit gore. Super gore. So recently it was found that the Italian version of the movie had these scenes intact and somebody cut them together into the movie. Yeah, so it was like a fan edited version of the film, and that's what we watched. And I should note, even before we start talking about movie, the movie, that there is a restoration that was made and will be released on Blu-ray soon. I think probably this fall in like pristine quality. Yeah, I've seen ads for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a trailer out for it. Yeah. So yeah, don't do what we did and watch uh, watch an illegal copy by the uh, official release. Yeah. So this film is. Um, Directed by the guy who did Mac and Me and Mannequin. Films that are known mm-hmm. for their tonal inconsistency. And, yes. uh, and Ice Pirates. And Ice Pirates. Don't forget, I saw Ice Pirates, Ice Pirates in the theater. Ugh, Ice is, Pirates is bad. What is that? 
Uh, it's a terrible comedy movie from yeah. the from the eighties. It has one good joke that when you explain it to people, it sounds amazing, which is that <laughs> the climax of the film time starts speeding up. So like a kid is born and then he turns into like a teenager and then an adult in the same fight scene. Oh, but the way that it's executed is it's not terrible. that funny. Yeah. Oh. But speaking of good execution, Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> the story is um, Denise Richards is uh, in love with. Paul Walker. A very young baby, baby Paul baby Walker. Paul. Baby Paul Walker. He looks like April said. He, he looks so young that he's mm-hmm. almost unrecognizable as Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that Denise Richards has a crazy ex-boyfriend. Yeah, psychotic. He will hurt anyone that gets um, close to Denise Richards. So um, that crazy ex-boyfriend takes Paul Walker to the zoo where he is mauled by lions. <laughs> and at the same time, there's a crazy scientist yes. who is creating a robot dinosaur. For some reason. Yeah. I'm sure That's it's said never, we missed it. I don't know. I mean, he says he, he's got investors. He wants to fuck that dinosaur. I, like, yeah, that, probably. That's what he wants to do. He keeps saying the investors, the investors. <laughs> it's him really and his him. like dominatrix girlfriend are like very sexual. Helga. So yeah, they're probably just like kinky swingers who are into dinosaurs. He just happened to make a gigantic Listen, robot dinosaur. We talked about how we were into dinosaurs when we were kids. You know, when you get older. <laughs> they took it too far. <laughs> yeah, they took it too far. I mean, it's not too far. As long as the dinosaur consents to the relationship, you're fine. Maybe that's why they had to put the brain in it. They're like, we want the dinosaur to agree. To like sign a legal document <laughs> yeah. saying it consents. I've heard that there's a thing called pterodactyl porn. I'm, it's What is it? Rule, what? what is the rule? April, you would know this. Rule 43? Yeah. where There's the, like porn for everything. If you can everything. think of a porn concept, it's out there. Yeah. I'm, there's guaranteed... Like you could probably find like specific like land before time pornography. <laughs> oh my god! Which pterodactyl. Uh, blame blame Ralph the movie maker. He's the one who brought that up. Pterodactyl porn. Ralph yeah, the I'm movie not, maker. Yeah, you say that easy. like you should know who it is. <laughs> is he related to Wreck It Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> He's a cartoon. Uh, but no, like, it's just a YouTuber that we follow. Okay. But anyway, so, dinosaur porn. What? Don't look it up. Wait. So the evil dinosaur. Uh, creator, sorry, mm. the evil scientist is played by uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, and he is hamming it up. You, you can't, I can't oh, tell because he doesn't have a mustache and sunglasses no. and that wicked jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing this ridiculous. Is it a German? That's like a German accent, mm. I think. It's uh, and so he undefined. Um, horrifyingly cuts out um, Paul Walker's head, which you yeah. see in graphic detail. Well, this is funny because every time you could tell that it was part of the uh, Italian X-rated version mm-hmm. or whatever, because every time it would cut to some explicit gore, uh, the quality would yeah, go shitty. Great. And, and everybody, everybody would start speaking Italian. <laughs> yeah. And so um, his head is taken off and they put the brain in the dinosaur. Blood is spraying everywhere, by the way. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. And the character is covered in gore and he... The gore remains on him until his untimely demise when the dinosaur, who is Paul Walker, wakes up and rips his head off. Yeah, it's so gross. In gruesome detail. Oh, it's so gross. The the plot of this movie is so (laughs) insane that we are even saying these words. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, Uh, Jurassic Park came out. I'm an executive. And I'm like, we need a dino movie. Mm. You know what market we need to also get? 
teen sex comedies, I guess. Yeah. You know what? I kind of feel like this movie was another script where it was a robot, like just a robot. <laughs> and it was like, I want my robot to live. Um, but what's hot right now? Dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. So let's make it like a dinosaur like, that kills people. Ah. Someone's like, oh yeah, we're not interested. He's like, what if I made it a dinosaur? And he's like, I'm Whoa. listening. And then his eyes <laughs> yeah. just turned to dollar signs. Ron Howard, you did it again. And he like, yeah, takes money back. Exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because it's the craziest plot ever. And it's also like a teen comedy. Mm-hmm. But as we know, the original version was also really, really violent. But it, it's like also like a splattery comedy kind of. I mean, it's, like it's very over the top. It's really violent. But the gore is played almost realistically like yeah. it's not like whoa and like someone's guts are like flying and they're still alive for a <laughs> yeah. couple minutes the people are reacting though like not realistically I mean at one point someone's like yeah a woman got her leg ripped off yeah. <laughs> the dinosaur bites a woman and grabs her by the leg but also he squishes someone and then in the morning <laughs> the woman rolls him up like a carpet yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like still, something at a Looney Tunes but it's still gory as well, well yeah. because there's the, still the, blood all over the, the place the tone is so all over over the place it's like scene to scene uh, yeah it's like it kind of veers from this wacky slapstick comedy and then you're getting like a kind of sweet teen romance Mm -hmm. and then this like gore and none of it gels together and it's just so totally inconsistent a man gets like disemboweled by the dinosaur oh yeah (laughs) so my favorite part of this movie (laughs) is the fact that the dinosaur has arms oh god and it's so funny (laughs) Because, so the dinosaur is like a big robot dinosaur with little T-Rex arms. Yeah. But as a comedic device, it has like a guy with like gloves on. It looks like like dishwashing gloves. Yeah, that reaches up and does like hand (laughs) movements. We're first introduced to the dinosaur escaping from the lab. And then he calls Denise Richards (laughs) on the phone. And he's like, and then he puts the phone back and then like reaches in for change. You probably have to see it, but these arms did just look really funny because they're clearly human and they they can go anywhere and it's just beside (laughs) this gigantic dinosaur head. Yeah, when they actually frame it, when you see the T-Rex's actual arms on the body of the puppet are 10 feet away from his head. (laughs) Not like Mr. Fantastic arms. Yeah, he can stretch arms. A robot, he can do it. But they always frame it so the arms are very cut off. You can just see, you know, just under his chin is off screen and then these (laughs) these human hands kind of come in and and can manipulate things. thumbs up and like give the finger. Yeah, it allows him to do some acting. Do you think that was really Paul Walker, you know, oh, I'm, sure, it'd be yeah, I'm sure he insisted. That would be awesome. <laughs> He's like method. He's it's like, like guys, it's be do me. I have to be inside this this puppet suit all the time? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. shut up! Wait, do you think dinosaur. Paul Walker was in the dinosaur? Like <laughs> for, the for no reason. Because <laughs> most of the time, it's just a head. He's like <laughs> nude, like He's Ventura. He's just sweating. <laughs> no, he's so he's got all these pulleys. <laughs> Yeah, it's a small budget, you know. You gotta put, it's like a, it's like a gotta put someone in there and levers. Yeah, yeah, like I an mean, Ace Ventura. Uh, I believe John Carl Buechler did the special effects <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he did because you can tell that John Carl Buechler, who's most famous for creating the Ghoulie uh, puppets. Um, and he directed the first troll. Okay. His troll. trademark on his creatures is they like snarl, like one side of their mm-hmm. lip the goes lip up. Girls, and like the dinosaur does it all the time. All, all the time. Like, rrr, rrr, rrr. That's really the only thing it can do. Yeah, it can't really <laughs> yeah. do that much. It has human eyes, though. Yeah, it has it's these, really weird, creepy. these weird human green eyes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And he's um, like, it's yeah. very strange. It's so bizarre. And then Denise Richards has this like black gay sidekick. I know that's my favorite thing. It is. Unless that was maybe your favorite. I think right. his name was Byron. I think so. Was it Byron? It yeah. was your favorite thing. Little offensive. <laughs> well, my favorite thing was the arms, but I gotta go. Well, yeah, it's a it's a complete like gay, sassy best friend black mm-hmm. stereotype. It's um, the but, same type of character that was in Mannequin. Yeah, which did Mannequin come out first? Did we find that out? I, I believe Mannequin probably did come out first. Yeah. It came out like that was eight, Yeah, that was eighties. Yeah, that was the eighties. Um, so Hollywood Montrose is like the same role in Mannequin, who it's, totally steals the movie, by the way. And this guy kind of steals the movie. A little bit too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of outrageous and he kind of always has a joke, but he's like a character. He's like an interesting, well defined character, and everybody else is just weird or, you know. Yeah, they have. He's the, he's the son of insane. the sheriff. Yeah, and they have these two deputies. I think oh, this God. thing takes place in L.A. Yeah, and it does. these two deputies are so Buck Henry. so Buck old. Flowers. Buck Flowers, <laughs> notorious. Oh, Buck Henry is a different guy, right? These two guys, they look like they're out of the Andy Griffith show. Like, they have the most southern accents. And, and they, they, they make an inappropriate gay joke about my boy Byron. Yeah, they're, they're very homophobic, but uh, they're so out of place. It's like, what tone is this movie? Like, who is this for? It's weird that those, like, cops don't get killed. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they're always, like, again, Ragging like... on ma- the team. Yeah. yeah, and they're making jokes, like, uh, and that inappropriate, and it's just... The t- again, the tone is insane. The film yeah. has a very odd structure where, like, we spend so much time with the bullies torturing Paul Walker, yeah. and then when he comes back at the T-Rex, he instantly kills all of them. Yeah, they're dead, and you're like, where can you go from here? <laughs> he, like, rips one of their heads <laughs> off and, like, crushes yeah. it with his foot. Yeah, and then it becomes, like, more of a comedy where they're, like, going through the morgue and trying to find bodies for Paul Walker... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a very funny scene. Where... Okay, well, they go to the cemetery first. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Awful. So they go to the cemetery because Denise Richards, Byron, and the T-Rex are like, oh, we need to find you your body to put your brain back in. You know, if... Yeah, as you would. As you and would. They crack open the coffin, and uh, Paul Walker's body looked like Lucio Fulci designed it because it it's looks crawling like, with maggots. Yeah, it looks like the Crypt Keeper or, <laughs> yeah. or the, the host of like Creep Show. It's, <laughs> like, it's only been like a couple days. Yeah, it's like, what kind of mortician did this? It's like horribly rotted away. His nose is rotted it's away. Still bleeding. And he has like mice running over and rats. Oh, I and forgot so that uh, previous to that scene, the T Rex is watching his own funeral and crying. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I love how there's so many scenes where he's just like hiding behind. He's tree. just in the background. Yeah, like one little shrub. He's huge. Like this, it's not like Future War. Like this pup, or whatever you, it's not a puppet. What do you call it? Animat- it's like an animatronic. animatronic. Yeah. It's really big. It's pretty big. Not yeah. the size of an actual T-Rex, no. but like probably like <laughs> 10 feet tall, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm yeah. surprised they actually built the thing. It can't really do much. But no, but they just like roll it around, I bet, <laughs> yeah. on wheelies. And anytime it walks, it's like some dude wearing like T-Rex it's feet. Dude. Clearly a guy. You remember like when they mat it in and it's like a <laughs> yeah, they do these stop motion like wide shots. That's they're, they're really, really funny because it looks so it's bad. So funny. There's a shot so good of um, Tammy riding the T-Rex <laughs> that they show it twice. Once over the rainbow colored titles. Yeah, yeah. the rainbow like balloon font <laughs> yes. titles. Strange choice. And the second time just, you know, for us to soak in the emotion. Oh, it's like amazing. So we've talked about all the good stuff, Colin. So what was your favorite part? What was my favorite part? I don't know. Okay, well, there was one gag that made me laugh a lot. It was so inappropriate and weird, but it's when they're... <laughs> I mean, if the whole movie is weird, is anything inappropriate? Yeah, yeah that's true. Like weird. everything is just inappropriate, and oh. then uh, so it's why they're cutting his brain out. Yes. <laughs> 
the, the doctor is like poking Paul Walker's brain. And oh, his, yeah. His corpse is, he's, yeah, his legs is, are kicking. This is only in the unrated version. His, his legs are kicking. And then he pokes one part. And he gets a boner instantly. Yeah. And the doctor's like, whoa. He's making his boner go around. He's making his boner dance. Oh, man. Can you imagine being on the set and like this stuff is being filmed? No, because this is like insane like comedy, like like spoof movie comedy, like yeah. scary movie. Yeah. And, uh, those two characters, the scientist and his busty gal, oh, were like I, I from a have, different movie. I don't have her name in front of me, but right. she's a famous Canadian actress who uh, acted in Lex and has been in almost every Frank D'Angelo film. Yeah, she played a character called Gigarata in Lex, and I actually remember oh. her from the first so four episodes. she's not episodes. a household name, but I bet you, like, if you saw her, you would recognize her from things. Uh, she uh, does a lot of video game work as well. Oh, okay. So and recognizable Living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> and in the Frank D'Angelo film, No Deposit, that we did on this podcast, she plays the wife of Art Hindle, who's like, <laughs> get your brother out of here! <laughs> the shrew wife. The shrew. <laughs> oh, don't shrews. you mean every woman in Frank D'Angelo <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. And the film climaxes with... Um, it climaxes, all right. It literally climaxes. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, first, the dinosaur is in a farm, and then the, the police shows up, show up, and the dinosaur disembowels Bernie. Yeah. And then the dinosaur is killed and falls hilariously on its side. Yeah, it's, uh, it's shot to death. It's all gunned down by the police department. Isn't it a robot? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> Every time you see it and it's blinking, you can hear like servo motors and mm-hmm. so maybe that's just the animatronic. I don't know. Do you think they did that like in post? Like they're like, oh, it needs to be more like a robot. Well, I mean, obviously they did. Nobody. Paul Walker was in the dinosaur making those noises as they were yeah. recording. <laughs> I don't understand. I guess once you put a real brain in it, it all of a sudden becomes, like you cry. It's organic. Like that. Yeah. It makes no sense. But um, it ends happily with Paul Walker trapped as a brain in Denise Richards' um, bedroom. In a jar. Mm-hmm. In a jar. And uh, Denise Richards does a lengthy striptease. Yeah, yeah. And Paul Walker uh, jizzes all over the place. Yeah, he like, oh, and he explodes in like a shower of sparks. Well, after she she pours him a drink and then pours like Jack Daniels over his brain. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I like this. Isn't he underage? He was in high school. Yeah, what the hell? So, yeah, you can tell this. The director. And Paul Walker's like, I have no mouth, but I must scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a living hell, like you said. <laughs> He's stuck in a jar in a bedroom. Like, it's nice that Denise Richards came and did like a strip tease, but what did he do for like the rest of the like? He, he just says. He just, <laughs> he just says, I've been waiting for you to like, come. He goes on. into like a dream world. Well, she had to turn on the camera for him to see anything. <laughs> yeah. So like every time before then, he's like, ah! <laughs> She just took the lens cap off. Yeah, but it must be all black then. <laughs> so he's like just screaming all day long. <laughs> and he just goes insane. So the question at the end is, who was this movie for? I don't know. I mean, like, watching Mac and Me, especially that scene that... <laughs> I hope people know about this, but uh, my pal Peter Kaplowski found on a Mac and Me uh, VHS... Uh, a scene where the little kid in the wheelchair gets shot on screen <laughs> by one yeah. of the cops. By one of the cops. If you haven't seen it, check it online. He was the first person to ever discover this. That is he one of the funniest He broke the story yes. on Twitter. 
Uh, I hope I hope that there, everyone was trying to get Paul Rudd to to notice it, it, so he would like take it on Conan O'Brien. I don't think he could show the like because the scene is a little kid in the wheelchair is rolling through a parking lot and a squib goes off and he slumped <laughs> in his chair after going oh <laughs> yeah, yeah the might, cop the cop probably, like sorry Andrew Divoff it's wish probably master. it's probably a rights issue that you can't bring something that hasn't been authorized oh maybe like that like, it hasn't been released in you know the United States or something oh. on like a national television show. But the fact that the director shot that wheelchair scene <laughs> makes me think it's not out of character that he shot all of these gore scenes for oh, community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he was like, I'm just going to shoot it, and then we'll see what happens, because it was so heavily edited. Because I think that they were like, well, this is a teen comedy, yeah. right? Like, you can't have this over-the-top insane mm-hmm. violence. How then do like, I sell this? Then, like, sex and everything. There's one scene where like, the bad guy's, like, boning some girl. There's, like, thrusting. The, yeah. Is there any nudity in the film? I don't, I don't think, think so. Is. No, yeah, there's lots of midriffs, but yeah. uh, so mm-hmm. violence is okay. Nudity, not midriffs. No. You mean Paul Walker's midriff? I do. I was getting all hot and bothered <laughs> when that was happening. Well, now I want to see uh, Mannequin on the Move to see if there's like explicit gore and violence <laughs> <laughs> amidst like Uncut. the kind of wacky comedy. Isn't Mannequin yeah. the movie that Harvey Weinstein wrote? I believe it is. I believe oh, it's Jesus. one of the only films he has a credit on. It was one of his very early productions that he that he participated mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Poor Kim Control. I it's nice that like the director of Mac and Me continued to make movies. <laughs> He's made a lot. He made a lot of movies. He was like a go-to guy. Well, yeah. what's his most famous movie? Uh, Mac, Mac and Me. Mac yeah. and Me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's obviously like deranged the stuff that he shoots. <laughs> he was the go-to guy for totally inconsistent. Yeah, because he uh, wrote Mac and Me as well, and oh, I don't God. have it in front of me. But I would have a feeling he probably wrote Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, it's so light. weird. Like, yeah, I would think maybe it, mm-hmm. it just it's well again like but you say he didn't write Mannequin, but it had, Mannequin had a similar writing like, structure. I think he did the sequel though. So I, oh I, yeah, I, I don't know like. Who's Maybe Hollywood Montrose was in the sequel of Mannequin. <laughs> he was. He was like the star. I think he was the only carryover from the first yeah. film. Yeah. I think. Of the Mannequin cinematic universe. <laughs> That's right. I've never seen any Mannequin film. Oh, I the think MCU. in the second Mannequin, it's a male Mannequin. Uh, it's possible. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have, I've only seen like a video review on the first two Mannequins, and that's all I know about Mannequin. I saw oh, the first I thought one. it was like... Um, a very like nostalgic favorite. They're like, I no. used to love watching Mannequin every day when I came back from school. No, I watched it like for the first time seven years ago. First one, <laughs> eh, it's enjoyable fluff. Mm-hmm. Andrew McCarthy, uh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, Andrew McCarthy, who is the guy from Saint Elmo's Fire. That's right. Yeah, okay. That he was guy. part of the Brat gotcha. Pack. The Brat Pack. <laughs> Uh, Not so the pussy posse. Where the can you pack. get these movies? Well, Tammy and the T-Rex, as we mentioned, is going to be released mm. soon in its, all its glory. And I think right now it's available on VHS. I wouldn't... Yeah, it's on DVD. YouTube. It's one of those movies. I think the uncut version... The uncut version, if you search on YouTube, it comes and goes. Like, oh, it's up okay. and it's down. It gets and taken it's up down, and it's down, yeah. Taming the T-Rex was made by Imperial Entertainment. And they made, like, a bunch of Albert Pune films. They made, like, mm-hmm. Nemesis... Uh, so maybe that's why it's so gory because they wanted more of that kind of stuff I don't know but I'm excited for the Blu-ray to come out so I can watch it pristine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's meant to be seen. And Future Wars, uh, go to the dollar store. I'm sure it's there. Uh, yeah, Colin I, has a funny story about trying to buy Future Wars. Oh, well, I bought it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for some reason, we, we saw it reviewed somewhere. And uh, I've got to buy this thing on Amazon. And then I ordered it from Germany. Mm-hmm. It was really cheap. It was like, I don't know, $4.99 bucks, or something yeah. like that. And... Uh, 
it, it was like months and months and it never came. And then the guy said, I finally contacted the guy and he said, oh yeah, like mail theft is actually very common here in Germany. <laughs> People, the post office just open packages and take stuff. They so, really wanted a copy of Future War? Yeah, I don't know. I they guess. probably didn't it's care possible. what it was. So uh, he's like, oh, I'll just refund your money. And then I ended up buying it somewhere else and got yeah. it. Uh, it's on the Mystery Science Theater 3000 20th anniversary DVD, which has that werewolf, the classic Joe Estevez film. Mm-hmm. And a few others. And usually Mystery Science Theater 3000 have the MST3K version and the real movie as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So well, you good. could look into that if you wanted like a real <clears throat> copy of Future War. Ah, uh, okay. So you don't have to listen to them. Uh, no, tell- you don't need to listen to them riff uh, over wait, it. Isn't it just like an audio track you can turn on and no, off? No, it's a whole episode because oh, they're, they're oh, like shadows. Oh, the silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah, it shows yeah, how much I know about Mystery <laughs> Science Theater. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend Future War definitely. I, I mean, we, we own it. So like it's good enough to own. And... Um, <laughs> Tammy and the T-Rex, it's like, it's seeing is believing because it's so freaking weird. Did it like offend your sensibility so much? A like, little bit. I, I didn't like it. Like when the movie but ended in April, it was like, I didn't like that. I didn't I like that. I just, because I, it took such a turn that it was like really boring in the middle with the whole like comedy section. That was separate tr- from the trying to like, find the body oh, for him and stuff. I like don't that. know. I just, I just don't know. I would, I would just wait for the restoration. Yeah, wait for the restoration. Yeah, yeah totally, I, I like, if you want to see it, I, I think it's probably worth seeing it. Sure, to see it once. I, I don't know, and I not with it. scenes in Italian. No, this is but like Tammy the is a classic show your friends movie. Yeah, because it's so crazy. Because you see it and you're like, whoa! And the fact that it does star Denise Richards and Paul Walker and yeah. Pedro from oh, yeah, Napoleon Pedro. Dynamite has a cameo. Yeah, that's as a right. Pizza yeah. guy. It's like a pizza delivery guy. Pedro looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Denise and that was Richards his first and, movie. Yeah, Denise Richards looks very very young, and Paul Walker he's like a he's like a little baby. Bernie, yeah. Bernie looks great. He's like alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's been in other stuff other than Bernie. Yeah. Friday the 13th part right? six, the one with the psychic. Oh, is he like the doctor? No, that's part eight. Yeah, he's the doctor. Oh, yeah, no way. No, part six is Could the one that I seven. like. Part seven is the one with Carrie. Part eight, Jason takes the boat to Vancouver. Yeah, it's okay. the one before the boat. But Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's part seven. All right, now that we figured that out, <laughs> scintillating podcast listening. Um, so I have an announcement to make. Oh my God. Um, we're coming up to our year anniversary of doing this podcast. Isn't that crazy, guys? That's insane. It's been a whole year. Wow. We're only at like 26 episodes. Feels like three. I've aged terribly. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago that we were recording the first uh, the first episode. On our, on our like uh, you know. Yeti mic. Yeah, on the bad microphones. Um, so kind of like as like a thank you to everybody uh, who's listened to us and supported to us, we thought it would be fun to maybe do a bonus Q&A episode. So this will be an extra episode that comes out uh, sometime near the end of the month. So you can submit questions um, to our email at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com or you can tweet them at us uh, at no such thing pod or you can also send us like a, a private DM through Twitter and uh, you can uh, ask us about anything. It doesn't have to be movie related or podcast related. Um, we're actually going to interact with people. I like... can't guarantee we'll get to all of them, um, but we will try our best. Yeah, in Canada. Um... <laughs> Just thievery happens all the time on Twitter 
messages, <laughs> so we can't promise you will answer your question. Yeah, people just like open up the packages and they just <laughs> yeah, they, they steal, they steal, steal the steal tweets. Sweet question. The sweet question before it's yeah. delivered. Uh, and also, we'll have a couple of um, bonus questions uh, just for the Patreon uh, subscribers who are subscribed at the five dollar level. So uh, we'll have some ex- extra special content for you guys on there. Ooh. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you, everybody who's listened to us uh, since the beginning, and you know we've gained some followers along the way but we we uh we ha thank you for for listening to us and enjoying uh what we put out there because this is something that i really really enjoy doing and would like to continue doing in the future and we can't do it without your sweet cash <laughs> no just, we're not friends anymore we just, hate each other just, yeah. just your listenership isn't is enough wait what are we doing this week on the patreon so next week on the Patreon, we did an episode on the new Predator movie, otherwise known as The Predator. A film I forgot existed <laughs> until I recorded the episode. I think a lot of us forgot about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, check that out. Remember there was a movie called Predators, guys? Adrian yeah. Brody? Nobody yeah. remembers that one. I the guy forgot. from that 70s show was in it? Yo, and it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. I like it here. It was not directed by <laughs> I know, Nimrod Antal. Who actually directed Machete. Nimrod? Yeah, Nimrod. No, Nimrod didn't direct Machete. <laughs> Okay, cut that bit out of the podcast. <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to tweet at me, I'm at April Litmanski. You can uh, tweet at me or follow me for my deep thoughts and gifts of Sammo Hung giving thumbs up. <laughs> uh, I'm at DeCluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, and the letter J. You can follow me on Letterboxd at just the username Justin DeClue or listen to my podcast, The Important Cinema Club, at importantcinemaclubpodcast.com. And you can follow me uh, at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, Colin has to look at his Twitter handle every time. He cannot remember what it is. It's true. Start saying Sergeant Zima. No, I was always Sergeant Zim, and then that was taken, so I had to go to Sergeant Zima. Sergeant Zima like a drink? Yeah. He loves Zima. I love Zima. Do you love Zima? I do. I love it. You can't get it in Canada. Was it something that you had to start loving when you took that Twitter handle? It's my brand now. I'm going to have to give it a go. You keep drinking it? Just forcing it down. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? I've high tried Zima when we were in the states. I didn't like it that much. Yeah, whatever. It, Ooh, controversy. It, it Zima's like, like Smirnoff Ice. Zima's one of those drinks that it actually tastes better when it's warmer. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's true. Yeah, but right. it's it's like it's kind of sweet, but kind of not it, sweet. It, I thought it was like a pop. Is it like an alcoholic drink? It, it yeah, is yeah. Kind of like it's a, a malt soda. beverage. Huh. Tasty, a delicious well, malt I beverage. Try some now. Well, You've the thing is, we got the ice, we got all nope. the ads oh. up here in Canada back in the '90s, but we never got Zima. So my first trip to LA, my friends and I <laughs> bought Zima, and we were just in love. <laughs> we were we were obsessed with this drink, and then we went down to the states a few years ago, and they're releasing it every summer, once a year <gasps> the for a limited run. The sweetest of forbidden fruit. Oh my god! Zima. I almost Zima. cried. We like we were in Milwaukee and we were at a liquor store, and they had. I just turned a corner, and they had this big display, like fifteen yeah, big feet sign. tall. It was like Zima. Does it have like a fifteen percent alcohol content? No, no. It's like it's like a beer. Oh, okay. So it's what, like, like five? It's like four and a half. Four, five, well, like a beer in the states is less than a beer here. Because <laughs> we're robust lumberjacks. Yeah, yeah of a beer here is it's like. Five or six? No, it's not six. Yeah. No, no. Oh well, clearly I've uh, been, again electrifying yeah. podcast. You've been action. listening to Beverage Pod. Uh, yeah, you should just Zima talk. About, you should hear the Patreon episodes. <laughs> we should just talk about like what alcoholic beverages we like to drink. Mm-hmm. Cider. I'm a cider man myself. There you go. 
I That's like, it. Yeah. Don't drink anything else. I've yeah. been into wine a lot. Really? I, I got yeah. Colin into wine, and I I, I like beer, too. I, what, I never what, drank wine. What do you like? Do you like the white? Do you like the red? Uh, like I'm actually... Yeah, you know what? I love rosé. Started off with sparkling. I love sparkling. Mm. And, and then you kind of went rosé, white, and now you drink red wine. Yeah, which wine is... gross. <laughs> I hate... I used to think so, too. But you know. know what? Maybe I'll start smoking and drinking coffee as and well. And Zima. <laughs> and Zima. Try oh, I Zima. definitely want Zima. I'm gonna go to bed tonight just dreaming of Zima. Yeah, well... Well, you know, when I took the Sergeant Zima uh, name, I had to start drinking Zima, and I had to en- enlist in the military <laughs> to, become a, <laughs> to become a sergeant. I'm working my way up. <laughs> All right, Dino fans, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I have been April Atmansky. I was just at the clue. You have been? <laughs> no, are you Not going to be anymore. I was. I am Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. Mm-hmm.